Welcome to Kartini Story Readings, taken from a book titled The Book of Mermaids by Ruth Manning Sanders, illustrated by Robin Jacques, Matthewan and Company Limited, London. First published 1967 in Great Britain by Ebenezer Bayliss and Son Limited, the Trinity Press, Worcester, and London. The Lost Prince from Iceland. There was a prince, and he went out to hunt with his courtiers. But a mist blew up from the sea and hid each man from his fellow, and when the mist cleared, the prince had vanished. The courtiers ran about searching. They searched and called, searched and called, all no use, not a trace of the prince. So they went back to the palace and told the king. The king grew sick with grief and took to his bed. He said he would give half his kingdom to anyone who could find the prince. He sent out heralds calling the news into every part of his kingdom. Then many a man set off to look for the prince, but no man found him. Now in a faraway corner of the kingdom there lived a pretty girl. The girl lived with her father and mother in a wretched little hovel and they were very, very poor. The girl thought, what a fine thing it would be for us if I could find the prince. Oh, I wouldn't be greedy. I wouldn't ask half the kingdom, nor a quarter of it, nor an eighth, nor a sixteenth. I would only ask for a little farm where my poor old father and mother could live in peace and comfort. So she told her parents she was off to look for the prince. But bless me first, said she, for I can't go without your blessing. Her parents didn't want her to go, but go she would, no help for it. So they gave her their blessing and what food they could spare, and off she went. The places that girl went to you wouldn't believe. Up over frozen mountains she went, down into thorny valleys, across wild wildernesses, and through forests where no man had ever trod. She walked the shoes off her feet and went on barefoot. She walked her clothes into racks, pinned the racks together with thorns from the hedge, and walked on. Did she find the prince? No, she did not. And at last, when there was no place left in the kingdom for her to search, she went and sat on the seashore. The prince is surely dead and underground, she thought. I may as well go home. <laughs> Someone was laughing. She looked up. It was a whale laughing at her. He had his head up out of the sea, and his mouth was all one grin. I don't think you ought to laugh at me, said the girl. I'm tired out and disappointed, and I can't find what I'm looking for. Is that funny? The whale said, <laughs> Yes, it is funny, because you've been looking in the wrong places. I've looked everywhere. No, you haven't. I know where the right place is. Oh, where? Where? Are you a good swimmer? No. Then you must get on my back and I'll carry you. The girl got on the whale's back and he swam out to sea. He was all day and all night going. And at last he came to a little island with a great cave in it. This is the right place, said the whale. Get down now and go into the cave. The girl got down from the whale's back. The whale swam away and the girl went into the cave. The cave was long and dark, but at the far end of it, something was glittering. The girl groped her way towards the glitter, and there she found two beds. One bed was covered with cloth of silver and the other with cloth of gold. 
And whom did she see lying on the gold bed fast asleep but the prince she was looking for? On the head of the bed there were carved some magic words. The girl couldn't read them, but she didn't waste time over them. She was too busy trying to wake the prince. She called him, she shook him, she pinched him. No good, he wouldn't wake. Then she tried kissing him, for she remembered that there was charm in a maiden's kiss. Not a bit of good, there was no charm in her kiss, it seemed, to waken anybody. She was still trying when she heard a spatter of foam at the opening of the cave. Someone coming. The girl ran to hide in the darkest corner behind a jutting rock, and in came a mermaid. The mermaid was sparkling all over, for she was covered with gold and silver scales, and her long golden hair was dripping with water that made pools on the cave floor. Oh well, she lit up the cave with her beauty, but she didn't light up the corner behind the rock where the girl hid. The mermaid went up to the sleeping prince and looked down on him. From a shelf, she took rare sea fruits and bright drinks in silver goblets. She set these things on a table at the foot of the prince's bed. Then she put her fingers to her mouth and whistled. What did the girl see then? She saw two white swans swimming into the cave through the pools where the mermaid's hair had dripped. They swam to the foot of the bed and the mermaid said, Sing, sing, my swans, that the king's son may wake. And the swans sang, and the prince rubbed his eyes and sat up, wide awake. Eat, said the mermaid. No, said the prince. How long will you be stubborn, said the mermaid. In the end you shall love and marry me. I will never love you, said the prince. So the mermaid spoke to the swans again. Sing, sing, my swans, that the king's son may sleep. And the swans sang, and the prince yawned, and lay down again on the golden bed and fell asleep. The mermaid ate of the rare sea fruits and drank of the bright drinks, and then she lay down on the silver bed and slept. The swans put their heads under their wings and slept also. All was quiet. The girl crept out from the dark corner where she was hiding and ate a little of the sea fruits and drank a little of the bright drink. And then she hid herself again, but she did not sleep. In the morning the mermaid woke and the swans woke, but the prince slept on. The mermaid said to the swans, Sing, sing, my swans, then the king's son may wake. And the swans sang and the prince woke up. Eat, said the mermaid. No, said the prince. Today you shall love me and marry me, said the mermaid. But the prince answered, The world shall come to an end before I love you. So then the mermaid bade the swans put him to sleep again. And after that she went out of the cave and the swans followed her. The girl came out of her dark corner and looked down at the sleeping prince. How beautiful he was as he lay there sleeping. She scarcely dared to wake him. But she put her fingers to her lips and whistled, and the swans came in. Said the girl, Sing, sing, my swans, that the king's son may wake. And the swans sang. The prince sat up, rubbed his eyes, and said, Who are you? A poor girl who has come seeking you. And she told him about the king's grieving, and about the proclamation, and about her journeying and seeking, and about the whale who had brought her to the cave. But you, she said, how did you come here? So he told her of the hunting and of the mist that blew in from the sea, hiding each man from his fellows. And in that mist, 
he had heard his courtiers calling. So he ran in the direction of their voices, and the earth slipped away from under him, and he fell into nothingness. With the swiftness of that fall he swooned, and when he came to himself, he was in the mermaid's arms. She kissed me and flattered me and bade me love her, but still I said no. So she brought me to this cave and laid me on this golden bed and put me to sleep. Every morning and every evening she wakes me and bids me eat and love her, and I always say no, and she puts me to sleep again. <sighs> it seems that I must wake and sleep, wake and sleep, till doomsday. Not so, said the girl. I'll help you to escape, but here is food, so let us eat together. So they ate of the rare sea fruits. The prince looked at the girl and smiled. You are very lovely, my little one, he said. The girl looked at the prince and smiled. She thought him more lovely than the sun and the moon and the stars and all beautiful things rolled into one. But she said nothing. She remembered that she was a poor girl and that he was a prince. And how shall we escape from here, said the prince. The girl said, you must pretend to agree with the mermaid. Eat of the food and drink of the drink she offers. And when she speaks of love and marriage, do not say her nay. Only bid her wait until tomorrow evening. And above all, ask her what she does by day and what is the meaning of the magical words written on the bed. I will do as you bid me, said the prince, for it seems to me that you are very wise, my little one. And now, said the girl, I must put you to sleep. She whistled to the swans, and they came, and she said, Sing, sing, my swans, that the king's son may sleep. The swans sang, the prince fell asleep, the swans went away, and the girl hid in the dark corner behind the rock. In the evening, the mermaid came dripping into the cave, called the swans, and woke the prince. Then she looked at the table and said, Someone has been eating, someone has been drinking. The prince laughed. <laughs> I can eat and drink in my sleep, said he. But I feel strangely happy, and I am willing to eat now. Then it was you swans who have been eating and drinking, cried the mermaid. How dare you? And she threatened to kill them. But the swans stretched out their necks and ruffled up their wings and hissed at her. So the mermaid said, Well, I will forgive you this once. She knew she couldn't do without them. And she was really in a good temper because the prince had said he was happy and had agreed to eat. So she took down more food from the shelf and the prince ate and drank. And now you will love me and marry me, said the mermaid. Wait until tomorrow, said the prince, for now I am tired. Put me to sleep and let me sleep undisturbed until tomorrow evening. If you wake me then, I will marry you. But what do you do all day whilst I am sleeping? I go near to the haunts of men, said the mermaid. I rise up from the sea, sit on a rock and comb my hair and sing. I watch the comings and goings of you human creatures, and when I see a beautiful youth I draw him down to me. But I have found none more beautiful than you, and if tomorrow night you will become my husband, I shall seek no more. Now you shall sleep. But tell me first the meaning of the words written on the head of my bed, said the prince. Oh, nothing much, said she. They say, run, run, my little bed, run whither I will. And will the bed run if you tell it to? It will, said the mermaid. But why should it, since this cave is home? Now sleep. So the swan sang and the prince slept. 
the mermaid lay down on the silver bed and slept, the swans put their heads under their wings and slept. And the girl curled herself up in the dark corner and slept also. In the morning, the mermaid didn't wake the prince. She had promised him that he could sleep till evening. She went out of the cave and the swans followed her. But the girl put her fingers to her mouth and whistled them back, said the girl. Sing, sing, my swans, sing that the king's son may wake. And the swans sang and the prince woke. Then the girl got onto the golden bed beside the prince and said, Run, run, my little bed, run whither I will. And at once the bed moved out of the cave and over the rocks to the sea, and across the sea it carried them straight and swiftly like any good little ship. We are saved, cried the prince. I don't know, said the girl. Look back. The prince looked back. All around the island was boiling. All around the island the sea was boiling and foaming, for the mermaid had returned to the cave to adorn herself for her wedding. And when she saw that the prince was gone and the bed was gone, her rage was terrible. Round the island she rushed, searching, beating up the sea in her wrath and screaming, Bed! Bed! My little bed! Tell where you have gone! And the bed, because it could do no other, answered from across the water, I am here! I am running away! I am running away swiftly! Then the mermaid wrapped herself in a huge wave, and the huge wave rose up, green and roaring and rushed over the sea to swamp the bed. But the girl saw the wave coming and she cried out, Oh friend whale, you helped me once, help me now again. And the whale rose in wrath and rushed to meet the mermaid and seized her by the hair and they fought together till the whole ocean was lashed to fury. Winds howled, waves leaped, the bed spun round and round, water washed over it. The prince and the girl clung to the head of the bed and the prince cried out, we sink, we sink. Oh, that this bed could fly. Who knows, perhaps it can, thought the girl. And she called, fly, fly, my little bed, fly whither I will. And once, at once the bed rose in the air and sped on swiftly above the raging of the sea. When the mermaid saw the bed flying, she knew she was beaten. She couldn't fly, it was no use trying. She ceased to fight the whale. The whale gave her one last shake and let her go. She swam back to her lonely cave to sit and weep there. The waves stilled themselves, the wind stopped howling, and the sea lay like a crystal mirror. And over that crystal mirror the little bed went flying, flying, till it brought the prince and the girl safe to shore. So when they had landed, the girl said, Fly, fly my little bed, fly whither you will. And the bed flew back to the mermaid. Goodbye, my prince, said the girl then. Greet your father, the king, from me, and tell him I don't ask for half the kingdom. I ask only a small farm where my old parents may live in peace and comfort. Is that all you ask, cried the prince, you who have saved my life? Come with me to my father's court. You are a prince, said she, and I am a poor girl. I cannot come with you, said he. I am poorer than the poorest if you leave me. I am richer than the richest if you will be my wife. I love you. Can you not love me? I can, said the girl, and I do. Then give me your hand and we will go together to the king. Hand in hand they set off and came to the king's court. The king was still lying sick on his bed, but when he saw the prince he sprang up whole and well. 
And when the prince told how the girl had saved him, the king cried, Half my kingdom? Nay, all of it. But the girl didn't want all the kingdom, nor did she want the half of it. She wanted only the prince and comfort for her parents. The prince she got, for they were married next day. Her old parents were fetched to the wedding, and after the wedding, the king gave them a pretty little house near the palace, and there they lived in comfort. As for the girl and the prince, they were so happy that no one has ever been happier, and happy they remained ever after.